probably shouldn't shouldn't uh, waste all this podcast gold on, you know, the pre-show. Oh, he said it'd be there in five minutes. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, I I um, I sit down and I hit the button. So some of the pre-show stuff does find its way into other things. Like I don't know if you saw, but I put up the kaiju stuff, and uh, yeah. part of that. My wife they- listened to it. She oh, uh, so Sally wants you to know that. Uh, it was not a lava bird. It is Rodan, and oh. uh, that it is awesome. <laughs> she she did qualify it with like it's your opinion and you can't be wrong, but it is awesome and that you were wrong. Okay, I don't have any problem with Rodan the lava bird. Let me clarify. So, uh, I would be down if Rodan had had more time and actually like gone against Godzilla instead of just getting destroyed by uh Gazri- what who who did he fight? Gazrilla, uh, right? Ghidorah? Get Ghidorah. Oh, yeah. yeah, Ghidorah. Yeah. Um so my problem with the Rodan sequence is that when Rodan flaps his wings, people fly up in the air and forwards as if he was beating his wings like this, but he's flying. I don't remember this seeing way. anything wrong with with the way that he, the phys- I, I don't remember the, the flapping or the, the physics of Rodan. Right the physics of Rodan are are wrong. Okay, and that it was what I I think was what my problem was with most of that movie in general. I, I didn't dislike that movie entirely. I had a good time watching it, but like a lot of that movie doesn't make a lot of sense. When uh, when you watch the three before it and you're like, wait a minute, or the two before it, I guess you've lined up all the way these things work. And then now you're just like kind of picking and choosing which ones uh, work and how and what yeah. whose powers are more. It just was like weird to me. But, you know, uh, she has an opinion and also she can't be wrong because it's her opinion. And I don't think Rodan is uncool. I just thought it was not as cool as other stuff. Oh, anyway, uh, if the YouTube of that was great because I got to change it over from carbon scoring to Kaiju scoring with like a bunch of blood splatter. (laughs) And then, uh, the end of that segment was just like random Boba Fett talk that we had done sometime. I can't remember when (laughs) I was just like, well, I'll just throw this in the end. I, I keep telling people, I told somebody the other day, uh, that just, if you like movies, you should just watch that Godzilla movie. That first one for sure. Oh yeah. I I I, I think that they're all good. I, I agree with you that like the tone and the structure has gotten lighter and more aimed at like popcorn good time yeah. Pacific Rim type stuff as the series has moved on. Mm-hmm. But uh I I have really enjoyed that series and um I I, I agree that, that uh that Godzilla movie is... I feel the same way about that uh, Gareth Edwards Godzilla movie that I do about um, 28 Days Later. Oh, yeah. It's like That's like the like most the- artistic, carefully crafted uh, version of that genre yeah. that we're, that we're going to get. Like, we're yes. never going to get a, a movie a zombie movie that is more artistic than 28 days later. And we're never going to get a kaiju movie. That's more artistic thing than the Edwards. I'm kind of curious as to why he's not 
because I don't think he's done anything since Rogue One, and I'm kind of curious as to why. Because like, I mean, maybe maybe he he's just kind of burned out and has enough money, and so he doesn't need to worry about it anymore. But it seems odd that he would stop at that point because he really he really knocked it out of the park with those two movies. And I don't understand. He seems it. to have just sort of disappeared. Yeah. Yeah. I would I would literally watch him film ice melting. I I think he would make it interesting. I know that that um Rogue One movie had a major re-edit in it. There's yeah. things in the trailers that don't exist in the in the movie. And that can be really stressful like being told that everything that you did had to be redone and having to make something good based on somebody else. You know, like I want to I want to see the Gareth Edwards cut of that movie, the original cut of what he intended for Rogue One. Because I'm yeah, sure not, you don't think it would it not is. surprise me at all if at some point we get that on Disney Plus. You think so? Like the original Rogue One cut? That'd be kind of interesting. That wouldn't as much as they like recutting and doing different versions of stuff, especially if they can sell it. Uh, I wonder though, because they also have all these people that like are, uh, let's say, extremely concerned about canon. And if, well, right, but if they're like, if they're, if they're like, here's the original cut. This isn't the canon version, but we thought you guys might want to see this. Oh, uh, I guess there are un- uncanonized things now on Disney Plus. So, yeah. yeah. They say legends right on the right on the branding, yeah. Like they, for the Ewoks. and the the Gendy stuff too, yeah. The Gendy's part of the vintage collection, and it doesn't. It's not like the canon cares that much about canon anymore. They were like, <laughs> well, you know, I mean, we're we're right ninety nine percent of the time. It doesn't matter if if Canon's uh, <laughs> Canon's origin story changes. You know, it doesn't it doesn't matter if Max Rebo's dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, Rebo. Rebo has something on the inside. Like he knows when to get out of town. He's like, he knew. Was it? Oh, don't no, even no, start. I can Don't even. No, oh, that I'm, was. I'm sorry. I missed the earlier conversation. Do you think? You think Max is how? Oh man, Max and Luke are working together. Although, wait, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> we we don't know that Rebo's not a not a force user. Like that's the. I know it's unlikely that we'll get another season of this show, but. If Max shows up again, he will have survived two deadly blasts. Yeah. Because he was in the he sanctuary knows. too, right? So you're saying he's got spider senses. He he's must. Like, or oh, he went out the get, back again. He was working with, with somebody again. Yep. Mm-hmm. He stepped out the back to take a smoke break. The yep, real villain again, and was Max Rebo all along. No, don't even start that. <laughs> quit, trying to, quit trying to blame Max. I'm just waiting for like some type of uh, some fan edit where they just put in uh, he, the, he him sitting on the on the throne saying I'm the daimyo now. <laughs> he's got he's got Boba's armor halfway down his chest. It doesn't zip. <laughs> just like on, uh, the helmet's on a skew. So uh, Kit is apparently uh. Uh, the guy to go to to know what they're going to do next with Star Wars as long as it's done by Favreau and or. Robert Rodriguez. <laughs> yeah. If, if they know what Rodriguez I want. is right there. He's like, oh, well, okay. This is going to be a good season. I think literally you are the definition of finger on the pulse now, my friend. Yes. Uh, I actually have one of those Lobot things in my brain 
and that just transmits straight to Robert Rodriguez's laptop. <laughs> He's like, it just types itself. Yeah. Lobot and Echo. Echo has that too now too. Yeah. Oh, Echo. Yeah, that's right. I like that they keep bringing that back. They did it in Rebels too with the guy that went a little bit crazy because he tried to store too much stuff in there. The Rodian. Yeah, the Rodian. Yeah. Yeah. I like that they keep bringing that little piece of gear back on other people. Okay. There's a one modification on some character, maybe in Clone Wars, where like they only have half a head. Am I am I mixing? Do you guys remember seeing that at all from Clone Wars? Like, there's a person who has the same kind of thing, but like because of their species, the head just goes whoop, right back. Like, whoa! I'd have to pull. I'd have to pull it up from somewhere. Weird. But yeah, that was the crazy design. I'm like, oh, but then like you, as soon as you saw that gear piece, it's like, oh, well, I see what they're doing, but that's crazy. So I think we have to start with the most important question from. Book of Boba Fett, which is, is Mayor Mokshez actually Mayor McCheese? Yes. It's just a pronunciation thing. Yep. That's <laughs> the number one question I had after reading uh, the article that was linked to us by Michael. And uh, in that article, it says that Bo- Book of Boba Fett is kind of like a farce. And I think... In the way that it is non-offensive, like, oh, it's a farce, it's terrible. You know, that's not what they're talking about. I think farce as in the the old play version of, like, things get so ridiculous that at certain yeah. points you can't do anything but laugh a little bit. In the, yeah, in the same way that, like, um, oh, God, Frasier was just, it was farce. It was just, like, so out there. Yeah, a little out there. But uh, people might take that the wrong way, so I wanted to define that ahead of time because I realized that a couple episodes in it felt like the idea of confusion or impossible situations and this type of stuff was the point a little bit like the idea of Boba Fett just becoming this massive super cool bad guy was not what the show was going to go for and I think the last time we talked was episodes one through four, and it was all about Boba Fett. And we were kind of still at the point of wondering what it was about, what were we doing? And then uh, we made some predictions, all of which turned out to be true. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't, I don't think. So who did we, who did we say was going to show up? We literally I think we said, said Dengar and, and no, and we, I, I, I put the, I put the kibosh on oh, yeah, Dengar. We, 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 I put the kibosh on Dengar. We might have been off on a few things. Well, because <laughs> you know, going, like some of them were like, this is just fun. Why not? Anything could happen. Bosk was a good pull and should have been there, but they did the next best thing by put, putting Black Crescenton in the Trandoshan quarter <laughs> during the fight. Yeah. I was like, yeah. really? We're going to see uh, the Trandoshans try to kill a Wookiee? And uh, nope. But uh, yeah, other than the two bounty hunters, I mean, we got... Here's the spoiler time. Just so you, I'm just say it right up front. We got Cad Bane, which was one of the ones that we thought there's no way, but it could happen. We got uh, the Rancor riding. We got Luke Skywalker was in there in our productions. We didn't have Ahsoka, I don't think. That was surprising. I was like, I was... I mean, I just figured we'd be ready too much. We're planning too much for her show. So, like, uh, you know, they're probably going to, like, anything with the her is going to be over there. Like, there's going to be building up stories for that. So, they won't have time. Like, well, I but thought, there we go. I, th- I thought we, we, we I don't all know, kind we, of. We had so many. I don't think any of us thought Ahsoka was going to show No, up because I think what, 
we thought was going to happen was a little bit of world building for the other shows by bringing in some characters and then going back to Boba Fett. And what maybe happened in these last three episodes, and then we can talk about all the cool stuff that happened in the last three episodes, but overall as a show, I think the show said Boba Fett is a little bit of a side character that is kind of, you know, like think about it. Like he showed up and he froze Han Solo and stuck him on a wall. Like that's kind of funny. You know, and now he shows up and he thinks he's the boss and he's not really good at being the boss. And so like all these things kind of stack up for, for maybe the theory of, of the book of Boba Fett being like, so you guys wanted some more Boba Fett. We gave it to you. And now you kind of see like, maybe he's not the main character of this universe. He's just kind of there on the side. Look at all these other characters that are here that have more to tell you. (laughs) You I I did think it was funny. So um, when episodes five and six came out and Boba Fett is either not in it or hardly in it. And when he is in it, he doesn't say anything. And people were like, how is this the book of Boba Fett? This is just the Mandalorian. And, uh, somebody, somebody said, well, uh, you guys were complaining that you wanted, uh, original trilogy Boba Fett. So here he is, he's a side character, uh, and he doesn't say anything. So yep. there you go. I, I, I don't, I don't, I, it's exactly it's along the line. That I was thinking, it gets, yeah, it's completely like just um, happenstance. But I love that it's in instead of it, it, in Star Wars episodes uh, five and six is when you get the most amount of uh, Boba Fett. But in Book of Boba Fett episodes four, <laughs> five, <laughs> five and six is when you get the least amount of Boba Fett. <laughs> There's a lot I happening. Know, I mean, like, I, 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 that's kind of on purpose, yeah. probably. You know, like yeah. it, it's like poetry. It rhymes. It, it does. I mean. <laughs> I, I really like, think that they like a bantha, like a bantha. <laughs> farce, like a serious so, farce. So happy, so happy. I I yeah. I don't think they were making fun of the character when I say that they're trying to show you how a little bit ridiculous things are. But having Danny Trejo show up as a rancor keep, keeper is farcical, right? Like, yeah, riding a rancor around town saying those droids are going to destroy all of town and then show, <laughs> showing up with a rancor and destroying yeah, all of rancor. town anyway. Yeah, goes King Kong and just like, ah, yeah. well, that, that part's not his fault. He got knocked off or whatever uh, no, by Cad fair. Bane. Um, but showing up with the rancor who's jumping on buildings and all, like, clearly he doesn't care about the town getting destroyed. But he said in the farcical sense of like, the stage play comedy thing like oh they're gonna destroy the town you know uh there's a little bit of that last stand magnificent seven stuff going on and there's a lot of the godfather going on there's a lot of homage in the show um so much so that like when people say oh it's exactly this it's like no it's not exactly anything i think robert rodriguez and uh john favreau made a show that loosely started with like some sort of structure, right? Like the first couple episodes was like dances with wolves. And <laughs> the next couple episodes was definitely the Godfather. And then the last couple episodes are like, you know, I don't know, whatever Kurosawa movies you want to throw out there. <laughs> and then, then there's a splash of just Kaiju movie in there. There's a little bit of just yeah, like, it's, it's a lot. That. and, and a so like, when you get to, yeah, when you get to uh, the uh, end, the Cobb Vanth, Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Oh, God. <laughs> three, three-way I shootout. Never, yeah. 
I've never been so excited and so sad at the same time when Cad Bane starts walking out of the desert. And I'm like, yes, yes, it's going to happen. And then you sit there and you're watching the scene and you start to nod your head like this is so. Oh, no. Cad Bane's going to shoot Cobb Vanth dead in the street. Because there's no way Favreau and Rodriguez and Filoni bring Cad Bane and he doesn't shoot dead the first person he sees. Like, you have to introduce this character in live action to all the people that have never seen him before. And you have to introduce him in a bad way because he's, he's not a good man. That <laughs> means the people in front of him are all going to die. <laughs> it's like that, that roller coaster of emotion. It's just, I can't wait to see him face off against Ahsoka. That's going to be great. You think he's coming back? The little I beacon. Do. do we think? I do we do. think Toto was waiting for the little beacon? Yep. Is that is that the Toto three sixties off? Because he's got like this. He's 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 the guy who's been force choked by a Jedi and says, "You know what? Now I'm going to hook up pipes from here to here that go directly to my lungs, so that no one can force choke me again, unless they think about crushing my little pipes. So now they can't. So then that's why later on, I think it's. Uh, later in the Clone Wars, like someone pulls it, he's like, "No, nah, I'm good." Bam, 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 bam. Like he still keeps going. Like that's the type of guy he is. He has a, a jacket that's like teched out that has like beeping lights to keep him alive. Like Vader, he's like, "I'm not." I honestly, going down. when I saw the thing, there's no blood coming out of the injury, right? Uh, and it's Star Wars. There's hardly ever blood because they yeah. use things that cauterize people. Mm-hmm. And so I understand if that this is not a thing. A, they're going to show another shot where he's not lying there anymore. But that beeping to me was like an AED or some other like resuscitation device, like getting ready to charge. You know, like it had that there was clearly something that was either preventing him from looking alive or preventing him from dying or sending out some. I don't think you linger on a shot of something flashing and beeping that long unless you're telling people, don't worry, your character that you like is not dead. (laughs) When you don't when you started diving into the animated stuff yeah a long time and, ago now yeah and i think it was just it was before it was before mando started because that's when we started it, yeah we, were, we started doing this then, when i started watching the clone wars that's why we, we yeah. started doing this and so you had like you started getting seeds and stuff like that so it's like you've had now this time to build up to be like cad bane yes! <laughs> <laughs> like there's it's there's a there's a timeline where it's just like oh yeah the, the blue guy showed up and it's like we gotten to the point that like we are past Return of the Jedi and Cad Bane is still hanging around, you know, and yeah. Boba Fett's like, you're an old man. He's like, yeah, but I'm still faster than you, dude. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, he's got to like, go out some sort of cool way. And yeah. as much as that might have been a cool moment for pe- fans of Boba Fett, it was not a cool moment for <laughs> fans of Cad Bane. Like, there's all the stuff that they developed because we talked a bit about the the cutscene from a Clone Wars episode that I still feel could end up in a Bad Batch episode at this point is that he, in addition to the helmet that was, or the, the dent in the helmet that's supposed to be from Cad Bane, Bane has his kind of like prosthetic um, piece Metal of, plate in like his head, a, yeah. Yeah, plate in his head from that same, from that same duel. So it's like, like Lucas always like often did, he, did, he didn't throw stuff away, he just repurposed it later on and I, I can completely see them still being like, okay, we're just going to repurpose the story at this point at some point down the line because he's between Filoni and the different historians at, at uh, LucasArts or LucasFilm 
they still want to bring bar- back pieces of the, of that lore because they liked how good it was. They're like, oh, well, we can still have this fit in somewhere. So I hope we still get that point. Like, there's going to be a point where, like, Boba finds out about Omega, and like, that's the that's the point where they're like, no, you know, um, Cad Bane's there to capture Omega, and he's like, no, she's le- you're leaving her alone, and it's like that's the drawdown. Like, that's that's what causes the, the oh the split. okay in in Bad Batch the. Uh... Yeah. The Boba tries to say, although Boba in those original deleted scenes is pretty young. Yeah. So you'd have to be. Well, I mean, that's. Yeah. Still pretty young at that point. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. But, could I mean, that's the thing, though, is like it is all digital. So you just kind of like it. He's I mean, timeline wise, he's going to be younger, but so is Omega. So that's yeah. why like. But then then that gives us the a question of or the answer is, does Boba know about Omega? Omega. I'm not sure uh, uh, Boba Fett is the most tactically minded person, let's say. Agreed. I like that Fennec had his head to be like, stop it. Don't do this now. Well, also, also Din's like, okay, so like, here's the best way we could deal with this is run out in the street and start fighting. Or we can sit here and die in this little sanctuary thing. And Boba's plan is like, no, let's just sit here and die. <laughs> Din's like, are you sure? I mean, I'll do it, but and then eventually, you know, he convinces him to use the distraction of them to jump out into the street with jetpacks, which was pretty cool. Uh, you know, he has no tactics for his Freetown people that show up. It's just sort of like, just keep shooting, and the Technicolor Mod Squad uh, shows up, and it's just like, just keep shooting. <laughs> Man, I don't know what's I the I, they. Through all of it, they never quite felt to me. They never fully earned their keep, even with their spin shots and all. Like I'm like like they just never felt like oh no, they are a force to be reckoned with. Like they're uh, I I want I want more from them. It's it's I don't know. I don't think many people. Uh, I think that's the point though. I don't think many of these people earned their keep. Like Black Kersantan is clearly a better fighter than everybody. Cad Bane is clearly a better fighter than almost everybody. And he's even out thinking his own bosses, right? Like, Cad Bane gets hired by the Pikes. And he shows yeah. up to tell the Pikes, like, okay, I took care of Freetown. Which, he kind of didn't. Um, let's say that's maybe his fault. But... He, he underestimated the bartender. He certainly did. The weak Who way. doesn't have a freaking name? Still he bothers me. called weak way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, like that's so... <laughs> uh, it's so problematic. Like, really, he's lived here for years, guys. Like... No, they're waiting, they're waiting for the action figure. Before I think at this his, point, it's one of those things name. like his name is Barkeep, you know, and everyone just calls him Barkeep because I I know it's more problematic because it's his race and like <laughs> we're not going to get into what that means. You know what I mean? But he's like the only yeah. weak way in town. So I'm, what I'm saying is it's worse than we think, but it's also better than we think. <laughs> you know what I mean? uh, he's, he's made peace with it is what you're saying. He's like, well, you know. Yeah, I'm the I only weak way here. I guess they're probably. just not going to call me by my name. They can't pronounce my name in their tongue, so I just go with yeah. the weak way. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, it was, it was kind of cool to see the like the town come together with the, the rurals and all that sort of stuff and whatever they were trying to say about that and uh, trust. And I, it just definitely felt like this was a very solidly packed and defined story that somehow included the Mandalorian and Grogu and Luke and Cad Bane and <laughs> Cobb Vanth and 
Fennec Shand and five criminal syndicates and I mean well if you look at Mandalorian season two which is kind of the same same thing it's like it's like oh yeah you've got the Mandalorian Mandalorian story Mandalorian Grogu okay but then you also have the um Bo-Katan of it all because you then you also know about what goes on with her what happens with Ahsoka then you also get the bits about uh, how Bo-Katan interacts with Moff Gideon and then there's the Fennec Shan and Boba story in there too like it's it's very similarly where it's like, oh no, the it's 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 Mando's story, but all these people are playing a role in it, and it's 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 very fulfilling in the end because it's like, I mean, yeah, there it they didn't balance out the Boba at all in episodes five and six, but they it's on purpose. The amount I'm of, you. oh yeah, no, it's, it's it's definitely on purpose, but it is definitely like by the end of it, I am like, oh, that was a really good meal. Like I'm like if it, <laughs> if we're talking about them, like it, you're enjoying these different courses. Like at the end of it, you're like this was fantastic, and you had a little bit of. That Boba came back like, oh, well, you know, they they used the the the, the truffle here, but then they also used it in the dessert. It was great. I it think, all came together. <laughs> but I think what your point was earlier, where you're like, oh, Boba might be in two episodes, and I can't. Uh, you since you have the pulse, you got to answer this for me. Was this show? I mean, I, I personally believe we're done. I don't think there's a season two. Was this show because while they were writing Mando, they're like, shoot. We have like some stuff to say about Boba Fett and like it doesn't really fit into Mando. Why don't we just take a pause in between seasons and just finish that story out? Because it feels like this was just part of an extended Mando season that they couldn't really keep the Boba Fett stuff sprinkled in enough to keep it going through that season. And it would have felt wrong to just skip the man people would have been po'd if it was like no this is just part of mandalorian 2 and it just continues going but like by the end of this we get an a very succinct and good explanation for a lot of people that didn't know anything about the dark saber with a lot of cool other stuff like the vizlas and other things thrown in there and a complete sea change from the end of mando season two with grogu so that by the time mando season three starts People that didn't watch Book of Boba are gonna be like, "Whoa, wait a minute, what? Why the Razor Crest get so small? I don't understand. What, what, why is why Grogu is... not with Luke? Yeah. So what? What is Kit Book of Boba Fett at the end of the day? I feel like it was. I look at it, and this just conveniently fits into the way the the structure that we that we accidentally backed into. But the <laughs> you Book led of us Boba to. Fett, yeah, the book of Boba Fett was like a mini series that they were like, we have all of these stories that we want to tell. Like when they were making the Boba Fett episode of Mandalorian season two, they were like, we have all of these ideas, you know, for these Boba Fett stories. But they but we don't really want to take four episodes out of the middle of Mandalorian to tell them that doesn't feel right. So we'll make a mini series. And then they were like, well, wouldn't it be great to have that mini series lead right into a crossover event? <laughs> where we have it's Mandalorian. Yeah, we got Mandalorian. We got a we got a, a side launch for the Ahsoka series. We got we got Boba Fett worked in and we can we can get everybody together and we can do all of these cool things. We'll do that in the last 3 episodes when we we've we've brought everybody together. And to me, I was actually kind of surprised at the number of people. I'm surprised in general at the at the negativity about of the fan reaction to this show in general, but uh, it surprised me for the two episodes 
for episodes five and six when people were like, "There's no Boba Fett in this. Like this is this is ridiculous." And I'm I, I felt the same way as Ken. I was like, "This is grade A Star Wars." And if Boba Fett's not in this episode at all, I'm okay with that because I am really happy with the story that we just got. And it's still like. Even at the time, you could see where it was going. Like, you knew that it was going to tie back in. It's not like it was out of nowhere. Right. So, like, uh, it's all the same story, and it's going to end up there eventually. And I will take all of the great storytelling that I can get. Because that that uh, that story of him on the ring world with... with uh, learn, Oh, so cool. Isla. Yeah, and, and learning Intr- more about... That was cool, Man. and then and then we get and then they go to Tatooine, and he gets the the <laughs> Naboo fighter, and he's pod racing through the canyon, and I'm like, man, this is just this is fantastic. Oh, I went back uh, when we were texting about it when it happened. I went back. There are definitely buildings in that canyon in the oh yeah uh, prequels. There's actually yeah there's there they are there in Phantom Menace. I have just never noticed them. Yeah, they were much they more defined white in the yeah. I think I think the the. Oh, I, he didn't use film at that point. He used digital cameras. But like the coloration, the color grading in Mando is much brighter. Like every highlight is bright and everything that's not a highlight is much more dark and contrasty. And so when you looked when I went and looked back during episode one, uh, it's everything's kind of like one color. Like the, the buildings are the same colors as the canyon walls. So they're very hard to see. This is an interesting change to like paint them all white. <laughs> In yeah. the intervening that, 30 that, years. That was like the first thing that I did at the end of that episode. I, I watched that episode, then I rewatched that episode, and then I went back and I was like, were there those buildings there before? And so I went back and watched the pod race yeah. again and stopped it. I, and I'm like, oh, nope, they're there. They're just, I'd never noticed them because they are, they're not exactly the same color, but you're right. The the canyon walls in Boba Fett are darker and the the houses are all like whitewashed. Yep. And in the original one, it's all they're red. made out of like, yeah, it's like the same Adobe yeah, the Adobe houses are made of the same, very similar color as the walls of the canyon. Since since the huts stopped having control of the housing market, they went ahead and they went they went uh, privately owned. So a- no could, more HOA. <clears throat> exactly, they went in and painted it white because it, it definitely helps with resale resale value. The heat costs are down because you know two suns that 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 cooling bill is going to be through the roof. I like that you called it uh, like vintage or like perfect Star Wars. Because I think people had kind of lost a lot of sight of maybe how fun Star Wars was, especially with maybe episode four it was like it was like fun. Han's joking around all the time. He's smarmy like Luke's having a great time blowing things up in his X-Wing. When I saw the Rancor in the final episode and he's walking down the street and it kind of looks claymation janky on purpose. I was like, they are making this show as an original Star Wars thing. They are not making it like to make the best sci-fi thing they can make. They literally even looked at the aesthetics of the original Rancor and made it look like that when it's in shots with people. It looks less CG than when it's in shots on its own. They did that with like the Spider-Monk 2 and some of the intros and stuff and like the, the creatures... In a, a lot of opening shots and stuff like that, they did yeah. it to appear. They like they they slow. I believe they slowed down some of the the speeds. I, I trying to think of the term for it, but I saw I saw something how they slowed it down so that they still had that same kind of stop motion feel to Jitter. it. Because they are trying to make it feel like like you, and that that's actually the perfect um, 
point is that they're trying to be more Star Wars and lend to the language that we had learned there as opposed to making it modern day sci-fi like it's it doesn't have to be the expanse everything doesn't have to keep being and that's not a dig on the expanse i just say no, like i mean the expanse as, is a great show as, but it's not a star wars right. show right and as as they as we continue to make sci-fi things and we think that uh or some some producers and creators might think oh we have to push things in this direction it's like oh no we can still keep to this old aesthetic that is to a certain degree like uh it's just those old old movie serials that lucas watched and like when you when you talk about oh the new boost starfighter that's exactly something that's that's almost that's him going back and being like oh I love uh, Flash Gordon and I just want to have a ship that just kind of like looks like that and that's that's pulling back to that aesthetic that is so in the DNA of Star Wars if if not you know essentially it's you know that's that Star Wars it's like oh no that's because it's part of what Star Wars came from it's the roots and they put a they put a hot rod like engine yeah. like literally there's a carburetor sticking out of the top <laughs> of the thing <laughs> yeah i was like what is this is this is this uh, was this a mad max reference what are we doing here yeah. like, it's like so cold great. air intake in space what, what is that for <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was pretty good oh i mean we're talking about rebuilding the naboo starfighter we gotta talk about it it isn't him right it's not him. It ha- it can't be him. It wasn't BD one. No, no, no. It has I, to I be a different so. BD droid, right? It wasn't yeah. painted red yeah. in certain spots. I got, I got my heart up, and I thought, oh my god, is the, are they saying BD? That's BD one, or is it just a BD droid? I got really excited. It could be BD one, and then I thought, if that is BD one, and he's on tattoo, he doesn't have the we, same markings. Yeah, yeah, we have a major problem with Cal Kestis then. Because, uh, yeah. Although, um, it is interesting to throw out there, just to throw out there, and I'll see how you guys feel about this. The BD1 reference and Cad Bane in the same series, Cal Kestis is the one that finds the holocron that Cad Bane stole. I don't know if this is necessarily the exact same holocron. They okay. are they are holocrons in the idea that it's I mean essentially it's like saying like oh they found the same hard drive it's like they could be different hard drives that have similar data okay because but it is because the type so, yeah. of holocron that CAD stole was the young force users one for them to go make inquisitors right. and that's yep. the one that CAD or that Cal CAD and Cal oh man <laughs> both with CAs yikes uh, also is using in that that game right i mean it may not exactly be the same one but it's pretty interesting to have bd and so close and cad at the same time and they're both connected by a type of thing like that right i i don't think that that's the reference and that's that deep of a pull that they're getting ready to make but putting a bd droid in there i don't know maybe ahsoka and cal um it would be too late cal would have to have survived a lot of stuff in between I think he could have. I think because space can be a big place. Everybody has. Why not him? <laughs> yeah. I think it comes down to that we have a game in the works. So they're like, we can't. Remember that BD probably won't touch on. Yeah. We won't touch on it until we see what happens, what happens in, in that in that next game. But I mean, trust me. I had think- it, like when we 
when we did the 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 scene stone on Tython, we were just like, who could it be? But yeah. it's like now I know we're deeper in development, so I'm like, I'm sure they're kind of like, oh no, we'll put a moratorium on this. We'll hands off until we get that answer. You think they're that. waiting for an answer, or is Filoni and all the TV people and the LucasArts historians involved in navigating Cal through the universe in general? Or are they just going to keep them segregated and, and say, eh, it's cool that a BD yeah. droid came across? I don't know. Have, have we had any characters who have shown up first in a video game? Not a character who was in a cartoon or a live action who's shown up in a video game and then come back. But like, any have we ever had it go that direction where a character who was made up for a video game actually showed up in anything live action or tv for star wars i can't i can't think of any that have actually gone that way has prince cheeser been mentioned in live action i don't think so no we no not in live action. He, that, shadows shadows is an shadows is an odd situation because shadows was book. Th- yes they had a video game but it was also yeah it was also a book and a comic all at the same time yeah so it, i mean that that would be a good and i'm i this was reminds me. In the, was it, she's or even in the video game? Yeah, uh, yeah. No, he wasn't in the game. You went to his skyhook, and he's in the cutscenes, but I don't think he's in. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's definitely in the cutscenes of the game. What's interesting is that I, when I finished watching Boba Fett, this series, I felt like I had just gone through that multimedia storm that was Shadows again. Like everything about this was literally like this is the Shadows of the Empire moment for the modern tv shows right everybody knows the movies right but they don't know about shadows of the empire a lot of people and how it went in between these movies and filled a lot of gaps and told you where some of the characters went in between and you know why luke's there you know all that sort of stuff that shadows was like trying to fill in this is that again it just happened on the screen instead of in a book and that's why i was like oh my god they called it book of boba fett because it's literally like a a, a middle filler book between all this, all this other stuff, revelatory for me when I was like, "This is that moment again." Very cool. I don't think we could expect too much from Cal. The more I think about it, due to it's not a not necessarily that Filoni wouldn't. I mean, they've already they already pulled the BD droid from the design, so that's that's there that is there. But he's it's not like the cartoons where Filoni had a hand in it or there was a, a closer attachment to them. It is an outside company that developed a fair amount of that. It's still Star Wars, but it is a creation. Essentially, it's it's like kind of, I'd say it's kind of like a, like the the Gendy Tarkovsky stuff. It's like okay, it's created within Star Wars, but it is it, it is from a different team. So the development didn't come from that same house. Um, yeah. I guess so. It's like I until we get until we got a little more of a final I, idea of about Cal and where those stories are going to go. I. I don't imagine too much coming over from there. I mean, because we are, and, and there's things that can come over like the droids or like the Inquisitors that can still have a footprint, but are still kind of also in other other parts of Star Wars. Like there's the Night Sisters, or, you know, there's a few different things. It, it comes down to spe- what specifically Cal is Cal and those on his ship. Like every, every a lot of the other things, like you've had the inqu- other Inquisitors in other comics and you've had them in other media. If we got a holocron or something from the the oh god the, the name of the master the two different masters there's seer and then there's the one that was with bd the old the old guy from um oh starts with an a Stargate. yeah 
but um, like if we could have those i don't know i'm i i of course i'd be happy as heck to have uh cal and some of those other yeah you know cordova cordova right It, it locked up the whole browser, and then after it locked up the whole browser, I tried to Control-Alt-Delete the browser, and Control-Alt-Deleting the browser nixed my entire computer. It just froze the entire computer. Has that happened to you before? You're shaking your head like it has. Uh, I, I'm, I'm totally serious. Uh, I have had so many problems with the ads that are on Wikipedia that I do not go to that site unless I absolutely have to. Um, wow. I will go to any other site besides Wikipedia because I don't know who's doing their ads, but it's it's almost like a virus that's just designed to crash your computer. It crashed the entire computer, like hard, hard crashed yeah. the computer. I, I, I literally I locked up. They have so much, because like, I go to other uh, advertising funded websites and i don't generally have that problem but i mean it's 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 like 80 percent of the time that i go to wikipedia i have some kind of browser crash or all my ram and miraculously gets used up and like it's i don't i don't know who's doing their ads but but they're i thought the computer overheated for a minute i thought like something bad had happened and and like my cpu had overheated or and i had like thermal yeah. crashed or something it was i've never seen that before that type of lockup <laughs> are those all coke you don't have any sprite oh you can't hear me yet <laughs> I, was... I, wish, I wish i could hear you that's why you just need a little earbud you can fit underneath it oh yeah i could do that I could put earbuds under it. You're right. Let me do that. <laughs> Just pod. Don't switch audio. Why did it switch the audio? Yeah, Ken, we messed it all up. We messed it all up, Ken. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Yeah. He, okay. he switched his headsets for a quick second. And it okay. messed with his audio settings. Yeah, I figure I remembered that if, uh, oh, if you are. change any hardware inputs, then the uh, Discord is like no, it's not Discord. I have to use Voice Meter now, so I can do stuff like hold on to your butts in post. Because so I have Very to nice. use a separate. I have to use a separate thing. Welcome to Jurassic Park. Death <laughs> of the Jabba! Uh, to do that stuff, I have to use voice meter, but voice meter freaks out if you change if any you hardware. <laughs> if you change any hardware while it's open, it's like, nope, I'm just not functional anymore. You've got to correct this now. The, pro- the problem is, Ken, that this is too short. Yeah. So I have to get a... Okay, Stay next time. Or... I will do it for next time because I don't think I can get it on with my... I wouldn't even try. That's just going to be just painful. Like yeah. <clears throat> you know, speaking, uh, I have some extensions, I think. In oh, I, I'm sure I have a 2.5 extension somewhere. You know what we haven't talked about yet? It, Kit, Kit and I have to talk about it, Ken. So if you'd like to go, you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome to quit anytime after if this, this is discussion. About you, I, do have, I do have one more. Uh, Star Wars thing. No, this is Star Wars related. Okay. 
but you go do your thing because I have a feeling my discussion is going to take a while. Okay. I was just going to say, um, since we had a, since we had a hard break there for a second, I may as well just come out of left field with this. So I am currently trying to read Crimson Rain, which is a comic book series that's about uh, um, Crimson Dawn and uh, Kira, specifically from the solo movie, Kira. And I was disappointed uh, we were wrong about Kira, too, showing up. Yeah. Well, yeah. so so um, oh. I, I kind of thought that it might it might tie in as well because of the crime, the crime syndicates and whatnot. And that that uh, even if even if. Uh, um, I forget what her name is. Uh, the actress, even if Kira Amelia herself Clark. didn't, yes, even if even if they didn't get Amelia Clark to come in and play Kira, that we might get some Crimson Dawn Syndicate stuff going on, and that that was why this comic was starting up. And uh, the comic is set, um, uh, like Rebellion era, um, like maybe Rebels era, or like, um. I, I I don't think that they've made any. In, I have only read the first issue, but I don't think that they've made any uh, references, like specifically to like whether this is before or after the first Death Star. But at at any rate, I'm having trouble getting into it because um, I am so invested right now in the Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett era that is you know roughly five years after Return of the Jedi that. Mm-hmm. I'm having trouble generating any kind of interest for any other time period. <laughs> and uh, this, this has happened before when the prequels started, when the movies were coming out, I lost most of my interest for any, anything up until that point, an awful lot of the books had, if not all of the books had been set post return of the Jedi. And basically as soon as they started coming out with stuff for Phantom Menace, I was like, all right, I'm in the prequel era now. That's the era that I care about the most. I'll still read some original trilogy comics and stuff, but like I, I that was basically when I stopped reading the books that were set after Return of the Jedi. And then when the sequel movies mm-hmm. came out, I basically was like, All right, I, I, I don't have a whole lot of interest in in uh the prequel era stuff now i'm i'm mostly focused i, I want to know about poe i want to know about ray i want to know about finn i want those stories and now i am focused in on that five years after return of the jedi din Djarin, book of boba fett that's the stuff i'm most interested in and i'm having a lot of trouble getting into because the comics are set all over the place like in different different eras uh, I, I experienced this a little bit with Bad Batch. Um, I like Bad Batch. I think it's a good show. It, it was interesting to me, but I just, I had trouble generating the same sort of interest for it that I have had for the Mandalorian. Cause I'm so focused on that time period. Have you guys experienced anything like that? Or is, is this, uh, just something that is specific to me? What I hear you saying is that you haven't read any of the new high Republic books. I have read some of the High Republic books. I have not read that anywhere was, near all of them, that, but I have. That um, was my. I, that was my is joke. There, is there more than one? I thought that there. I, I I've only read book comics from one series. Is there more than one series? There's a lot of book There's, books. Yeah, there. Well, he's he's speaking no, novels, but there are. There's the High Republic mainline. There's the High Republic Adventures. That's also from IDW, and then there's also oh, sub books in. There's like uh, there because there's the, essentially the High Republic ongoing, and then there's a couple of different minis. Actually, since you since it's brought up, I I have read some of the main series comics, and I read one of the novels, but I have not read all of the. I, 
all of the High Republic stuff. And I didn't know. I haven't read any of the like oh my goodness comic book stuff. That's a stack of comic books. You're gonna this get is the high... video with that stack of comic books, buddy. I'm sorry. Yeah, this is the High Republic stuff I have. There's the there's the High Republic mainline. You gotta hold it and up. Then I'm gonna there's... end up putting you on video now. That's <laughs> for the podcast for those at home. Yeah, I haven't read that much of the main line. I, I think I might have all of the main line, but I have read like, mm, five, I think I read the first arc. So like yeah. five or six issues, that. something like that. Yeah. So there you go. I That's, like the artwork Republic. for the High Republic <clears throat> era. Yeah, Trial it's, of Shadows. Oh, yeah, because the covers are all Phil Noda, which are amazing. Yes, which is, well, it's all very um, uh, Kodor painted art style. Yeah. Um, there's the High Republic adventure stuff, which is the IDW, which is um, still similar characters, but a little more uh, lighthearted tales. But then there's also the adventures that are to answer your question, uh, kid. Monster of Temple Peak. So yeah, there's there's a lot of different High Republic comics and novels. There's also too you have to think about the junior the junior novels too. There are, I believe, right now four books out. This is just a shot in the dark, by the way, for the internet. So. Feel free to at me at Rogue Jedi Gaming. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so the, there, there's a, a fair amount of stuff out there. That's, that's a shot I'm not willing to back. <laughs> you, that's that's you, buddy. Yeah, that's no, 100% me. But yeah, so the, there there is some stuff out there. I've the thing is I've gotten into so, like some of it. I enjoy it, but it is still kind of like at times I feel like I need an anchor, like and for like okay, this is like I'm in it and I, I can kind of feel the the rest of the world and Yoda is still in this time period. So there's that, but I just haven't felt like I've, I've latched on to someone and I've listened to, I've listened to some of the audiobook too. And it still have it hasn't bit like other things have. And I, I think it's to that degree point of like, you know, maybe I, my head is in another space. And so I'm like, Oh, like I'm still thinking about Mando and, and his exploits and jumping back and forth can definitely be harder for, for you to feel engaged with. Um, even to the point, like, so, uh, in a group chat I have with Kareem, he was like, wait, is, is, so is, is Boba Fett a Mando? Cause he takes off his helmet all the time. And it's like, that's like, that's cause you can get disconnected going around from all the different stories and be like, wait, I thought Mandalorians didn't take off their helmets, but then like, we still have all of the Bo-Katan stuff. But I mean, that's a question like, I even asked on this podcast. I was like, wait a minute, that doesn't sound right. Right. But it's like, it's, I, it's coming back because he's jumped so far so, yeah. so he's jumped back and forth so much. I so think like I think you're right. You need a character or an anchor. For me, that's more what it's about. So if if Bad Batch came back, I would still be interested in that kit. I'm invested enough in the era of like I like characters from that era, like Cad Bane. You know, Boba Fett's connected to Omega. Uh, there's like side characters that could possibly show up again, like Kanan could show up there again, things like that. Things in the eras that I know characters in or the eras that I am emotionally connected to, like the return of the Jedi era, right? Is very emotional for me since there's no one in the high Republic era that I already know. There's no story aside from Yoda, but it's a hard pull to be like, I care enough about Yoda to read every 200 year span that he's existed. (laughs) Uh, And I also don't care that much about Yoda. He kind of sucks. He's, 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 he's become the professor X in a way of, of, he's he's becoming like the bad version of professor X though. Like he didn't teach Luke very well, apparently 
uh, he didn't teach anybody very well. It sounds like. Oh, I, can we segue right into Luke and Grogu from that? Because I have sure. thoughts. Yeah, we could do that. I, I think yes, uh, uh, to a different degree than you. I may care even less about okay. things that I I'm think- not connected to, but more about things that I have been connected to. Let's talk about. I, I'm, I'm going to preamble answers. Kit real quick. I think that part of the problem is that is because of the if you want to call it time dilation, but the the way that Grogu and Yoda experience time make them both bad teachers and bad students because they like Grogu's fifty, so his his concession of like I have to I um, Yoda can't impart the knowledge he needs to to Luke because it's like oh I've experienced all this and I I'm I'm essentially gonna try if I try and teach you I'm teaching you at my speed which is this is my speed and the same thing for Grogu is that yeah you, you, he can train for he can train there for five years that's still a fraction of his lifespan so the how he imparts that information might be so different that he doesn't fully like, well, and, I think or Luke maybe understands that better. I think right Luke understands maybe that, Yoda just, didn't. It, but Luke right. tells him thing to teach. Luke tells yeah. him don't be attached. The Mando's going to die in a fraction of your lifespan. Even if yeah. he doesn't die tomorrow or the next day, if he gets old and dies, it's still going to be a fraction of your lifespan. But that's, God, that, that's what, is, what I mean though which, is like, it's going to be is, hard for him to understand too. Which is so weird. Okay, so here's my here's one of my It's two definitely points. not the lesson the Highlander taught us, right? Right. But <laughs> Okay, so <laughs> what? What? So, Ken, Ken doesn't have, get that joke. <laughs> okay, so we have the whole prequel trilogy where they are constantly trying to reinforce with Anakin that his his attachments to his mom and to Padme are bad, and that's what's going to lead him to the dark side. But then we also get the and and I think to a certain degree that that was right, but. They had to. I think that the lesson from the prequels is that they either needed Anakin to stop, to voluntarily stop using the Force if he if he couldn't get, let go of his attachments. They needed to say, "Look, these you're you have an unha- unhealthy attachments. Uh, you either need to uh, stop being a Jedi and stop using the Force because this is going to lead to bad things, or you need to be able to control your attachments and move on because this is the way that it works best for us." And they couldn't do that. And that was what led to the problems that Anakin had in his fall because he was he he couldn't lose Padme, so that was why he he joined the Sith. But then in Empire, Yoda says the exact same thing to Luke, and he says, "You have to you have to let your friends go. This is a trap. Uh, Vader's using it. You need to you need to not go save your friends." And Luke doesn't listen to him, and ends up going anyway. And then at the end of Return of the Jedi, the thing that saves them all is Anakin's attachments. Because he he looks at his son and is like, I'm going to sacrifice myself to save my son. And so his attachments, Luke's attachments and Anakin's attachments are what ends up defeating the Emperor. And then five years later, Luke has completely abandoned everything about this and is like, Grogu, you need to, you need to not have attachments. And it's literally Luke telling a baby of, or a toddler of Yoda's species, the exact same things that Yoda was telling him, because Yoda's like, 
okay, uh, you need to not go save your friends. You need to stay here and train. And Luke is now telling uh, Grogu, you need to not go save your friends. You need to stay here and build this lightsaber. And I was like, how... This is... And, and this is definitely not unintentional. But, like, to me, that... that I, I have trouble fixing that and having that... Reconciling that in my brain. Because it seems off to me that Luke would have, within that short amount of time now that he's the teacher be telling Grogu the exact same things that Yoda was telling him that he didn't listen to that was why everything worked out in Return of the Jedi. So I agree with you on points. I think that the 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 fall of the Jedi felt was due to their dogmatic nature. The idea that you had to cut yourself from off from attachments whereas there's I mean there's lots of talk in of how it's actually Qui-Gon who would have been the best teacher because he followed a a more natural path like he he was like no no you know your 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 attachment to the force is more what you make it it's you have to find the balance within you not the balance within you're not the you don't have to try and balance to what they say it's it's what your attachment is and that's why quagon would have been you know the best teacher for anakin one thing with luke i do agree with your idea that he is if if this is what he's saying like hey you've got to either forego all of this or this it may also be a test that he's saying like these are your two choices and secret and part of him is like the best life for you will be to take go this way because the life of a Jedi is one of a monk-like state, and that's clearly not what you want. Maybe that he put that forth as a choice to be okay. He's like, I. It's like these are your two choices. I hope you actually take like without saying it. I hope you take the 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 Mithril, the Mandalorian Mithril, Mithril. <laughs> and go off into to do go adventures because that will give you that balanced life. If he's having those same thoughts because that's the point it's a point too where luke is still trying to discover like he's it's five years since the, the fall so he's still learning what it is to be a master he's still trying he's still gathering ancient tomes and being like well what does it mean and so and all the the problem is all the different um teachings he's finding are probably still from this dogmatic time period where they're like no this is the cut this is the way you can only do this whereas the 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 jedi is like quagon jinn and uh Quinlan Voss didn't write books. They didn't do holocrons about, hey, these are my teachings. These are more of the of the gray path. These are a little more off, you know, just just that way. And so Luke's probably only getting those messages, which then those those are ending up maybe not maybe saying it's what poisons him down the line, but it's definitely what's hammered into him. And he's like, oh, I don't know about Ben. He's just I feel he's going to go to the dark side, so I I should kill him now. And he's like, oh, spoilers for stuff. Um, but like, how does he? <laughs> I think uh, every iota of that movie should be spoiled for everyone. I think that, yeah. And so there's there's definitely things where it's like, it's the, Luke learned, he learned some of the right lessons, but then also got, was untaught them at, by time. And so he never, he wasn't able to, I don't know. There's also, a different it, Luke and, Skywalker that we all grew up with. We're reading about, right? We read about a Luke Skywalker and a Mara Jade and a, and all the solos and how he did right by some of them and wrong by others. And he rebuilt a Jedi order that is not the Jedi order that, uh, has hinted at. And I think we have a universe where Dave Filoni and John Favreau are told 
that that last Jedi movie will remain canon and you just have to deal with it. And now we we have a Return of the Jedi Luke and a Last Jedi Luke and somehow they have to make them meet. And the only way to do that is to say, well, Luke didn't learn the lessons or he at least learned enough of the lessons to say, if I'm going to rebuild the Jedi, I have to rebuild it the way the Jedi built it, which is the way that we get to The Last Jedi Luke, where he says, I rebuilt the Jedi the way that this book said. And Yoda said, well, you and I both screwed up, so burn the book. And that's fine. I don't like it because it's not the Luke that was in the books. And it's not the Luke that makes sense five years after Return of the Jedi, where he hasn't. he's probably running around the galaxy, still talking to his sister, having a good time, trying to build up the Jedi. Everybody knows what it means when he shows up. Cause he's the dude that took down Darth Vader. you know, like all that stuff should be there, but it does, it does, it can't be maybe, but I think Ken, you, you did a good reading of that, which I didn't think earlier, which was that maybe though Luke isn't to the point of Ben Solo. And he still says, make your choice. I, I clearly think that you're making the wrong choice, but if you can't give up your attachments, don't live like Anakin. Go with your attachment, because otherwise there's no point. It's just going to end poorly. Uh, it seems ridiculous that you're asking the equivalent of a two-year-old to make that decision. Like, I can't I can't get behind that either. I just... Yeah. I understand he's, the... he's technically 50 years old, but, like, I mean... In terms of growth. Yeah, what answer do you think? You know, the yeah. the person that loved and took care of this thing and this person who makes him stand on rocks and not eat frogs and shoots lasers at him yeah, is like, yeah. choose me or choose him. It's like, I get to fly around in a starship with that guy. <laughs> get me the hell out of here. <laughs> you can and, just keep this lightsaber. I'll, I'll see you later. It's it's yeah. to me, it's more. I'll take the dark saber. That's good. It's fine. <laughs> it, but it's 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 crazy to me to have put that in episode six of the book of boba fett that now this gigantic emotional ending to mandalorian season two where he takes off his helmet and we're never going to see grogu again and all these people that are out there that that's the last moment they've seen of the mandalorian and like it's that very cool deep heart wrench like God, what a great ending to that. And they're going to show back up in season three and be like, what happened? Well, they just need they to should have been watching. Boba Fett. They yeah. should have been watching Boba Fett. That's on them. I'm sorry. It's all it's like, all one story. Yeah, they need to, the, all this stuff of like, oh, well, I'm going to skip Hawkeye. But then when Moon Knight comes out, who I really love, I was just like, no, go back and watch Hawkeye and then watch Moon Knight and be like, oh, what? Cool. Wait, how are those? <laughs> can I, can, I am how are not going to watch Hawkeye and I am going to watch Moon Knight. So stop trying to make me watch Hawkeye. I don't care about <laughs> Hawkeye. Watch Hawkeye. I when don't Grogu care. Shows up, when Grogu I don't care shows about him in Moon Knight, you're going to be like, wait, I don't understand how Grogu has a bow and arrow and he's got the dark saber. You're not going to know. Because Moon Knight. <laughs> is imagining him he's got he's got uh i forget what his actual clinical diagnosis is and i don't want to say the wrong thing but they changed uh, the term for it too yeah uh but that's why he's seeing grogu and that'll make total sense to me i don't need to watch hawkeye did i miss a connection between hawkeye and moon knight i no just that just that moon knight's the next the next oh, disney okay. plus series we have is moon knight and then Obi there's some Kenobi. there can i spoil something for you kit sure did you and like those Netflix shows? I didn't watch any of the Netflix shows. I, I always oh, okay. kind of meant to go back and watch Daredevil and um, uh, to a lesser extent, 
uh, uh, Luke Cage. Um, but I, I never actually got to them. And then I heard that how how dark and gritty they were. And I don't. I like my comic book movies and my comic book TV shows to be lighter. That's not why I go to comic book. It's not like it's not like you can't make that sort of stuff. But that's not what I go to comic book movies and comic book TV shows for. So it just kind of sounds like. It's well, it's not interesting that me. you mentioned and it I, that way. It, it's that's kind of cool because what's in, what's cool about Hawkeye is that it sits above that layer of griminess in the the way they made it, and just below the surface, you're like, ah, I see. This is like we're skimming the top of that Netflix stuff, and then immediately after we skim the top of that Netflix stuff, they're like, hey, remember that Netflix bad guy? He's we got him. He's here. It's same act, same actor, oh, same cool. bad guy, same everything. Is that is are those Netflix series actually set in the MCU? Like, are they, they are they canon? They they were not canon, but they might be now. Okay, are they so still up on Netflix or are they pulled? They pulled they're still up on Netflix. No, okay. they, I thought they pulled them. Did they pull? They they're canceled, but I think they're still they still they still have them. Oh, okay. Well, I would not be surprised though if by the time we get to Moon Knight. There might be more than one character running around from those Netflix shows, is what I'm going to say about Hawkeye. Okay, they're still on Netflix, by the way. Okay, okay. just confirmed. Yeah, I always, I um, always kind of feel like I should go and watch at least like the first season of Daredevil, and I really have been meaning to watch that for like ten years, or I don't remember when it came I, out. But I honestly like, can say this as, uh, hold on, I'm gonna, I got to block Kareem before I say this. <laughs> <laughs> It's the best version of the Punisher you're ever going to get. I there's no version of the Punisher that I am going to want to get. You didn't you didn't want to watch Warzone where he rockets he rocket launchers a dude while he's doing parkour? I can sum this up <laughs> and, and and end this discussion right now. Just, like I said uh, I had to block Kareem I'm going to quote, <laughs> quote Stan the Man Lee. Uh, superheroes don't murder people. That is not what they do. And That's so, good because uh, he uh, might be not a superhero. Yes, like Boba Fett is not really a hero. You know, I think a lot of people went into that show thinking, and we talked about it. It's not just not just people that were not in the know, but people like us that were like, "Are they going to redeem this character? Or are we going to try and like create an arc where he becomes a good guy?" He's not a good guy by the end of that. He he eats whatever fruit from rebels on the street. Like the Godfather, he he doesn't eat it. He gives it off to Black uh, Chrysanthemum. Which part of me is like, he's smart enough. No, like I'm not just gonna eat this from anybody. But then he gives it to Black Chrysanthemum. He's like, yeah, you're strong enough. You'll you'll survive if, if there's any poison. Go right ahead. That part threw me off. Like I was like, is he just gonna eat that? Like this is still a town. Like in my head, I'm still like, I'm too uh, like a, I too I don't trust enough people that I'm like, I'm not just gonna take this on the street. I'm the daimyo. I just got had assassination attempts against me. And then yeah. he hands it off the Melu run to Black Chrysanthemum, which is awesome. Oh, so I mean, by the end of it, though, I don't think he's a good guy. I think he's a guy that has done right by people around him. But I don't think he's going to stand up for honor or whatever, like the Mandalorian would do. Yeah, he specifically like, so, says it earlier in the show that he's going to rule with honor. So I think he's going to at least try. He might fail, but does he, he says with respect, though, doesn't he? Is it with respect? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah. So it's like it's it's not so much that he's uh, gonna be like, oh, you know, we're we're straight and narrow. Although I am surprised that he's like no more spice straight at all. I'm like that just just like uh, j the same feeling I had 
window. So that's a that's a Corleone thing. That's like a specific reference to the Godfather. Um, the Godfather guys, they're like, no, no drugs, no drugs. The Sopranos, also the Sopranos, same thing. No drugs, no drugs, no drugs. Okay. Um, so that's one of those, the righteousness of the, 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 the upstanding criminal, right? Like I, I do crimes, but I don't do crimes that hurt the people that are underneath me. The, Here's I'm the not line. saying it makes sense. I'm just saying that's a, it's yeah. a through line of other, uh, things they're mimicking is the, the like anti, because the drugs hurt my people, right? I don't know where I was going with that, but uh, <laughs> let's say no. You know, you're I, informing me. That's, uh, oh, that's he he was gonna rule with respect, uh, but all those people betrayed him, so <laughs> they're all dead. Yeah, now. They're all dead now. Yeah, <laughs> including his two Gamorian guards, which I'm just like, oh, they no, just shoved them off a cliff. We yeah, we don't know that they're dead, and everybody in Mosespa has an awning, a canvas awning, on their house, they and you can fine. you can back the tank mod anybody. Yeah, we could have we could have like Robo Pigs and RoboCob later on. So that that's a good one, Ken. I like RoboCob. So, uh, what do we think Cobb is gonna have? Like, because I think he gets shot in the shoulder, right? Yeah, right. Uh, so like robot uh, he arm gets, Cobb, he gets he gets right from, right shoulder Thundercat. Yeah, he gets right shoulder good guy spotted. So he'll probably yeah. lose his right arm. Yeah, because I mean that, that affects his draw. That's that's why he shot him there, is because that way he couldn't draw on him. And then he just obliterates the deputy. Who I'm like, I'm like, if you just gone back inside, I, I I have the feeling that if he would have gone, if the deputy would have stayed inside, that there wouldn't have been a shootout there. No, Cobb wouldn't it, have, wasn't going to draw. You could tell Cobb exactly. wasn't going to draw. And so and so Cade wasn't going to draw. He wasn't like, uh, you're not going to push me. I'm not going to push you. I'm getting my point across. It's going to end right here, and I'm going to walk off in the sunset and go. go me and Toto 360 and grab a beer. I mean, so Cad Bane knew who Cobb Vanth was. He clearly respected him and knew yeah. that he had to pay attention and be ready to draw. Yeah. I don't think he ever thought he would lose the draw. No. But I don't think he ever... He almost I bet Cad Bane was going to kill him anyway. Oh, okay. Really? Interesting. I, I, if Cad Bane didn't talk him into doing a shootout in the street, he probably either would have shot him in the street, I think... Or blown up the sheriff's office. I don't think there's any way Cad Bane's leaving with Cobb Vanth still ambulatory. Interesting that he didn't try to obliterate Cobb Vanth, though. Yeah, he decimated the he decimated the, the like <laughs> put holes he, in that we, deputy. Ebony and it was like, oh, I think he got shot twice, and I'm like, I think it's just once one to Vanth, and then like three or four to the deputy because <laughs> he's mouthing off like a punk, yeah. <laughs> and then like we go back and rewatch it, like yeah, he's. He just he just he, he hits him <laughs> the shoulder, so he's not able to draw on him. They're like that's that that's out of the question, unless he reaches over and grabs his other. But he's done. But the the deputy's just wiped clean. Like the the no saving throw, you're done. I like the earlier in that episode. You can't park your ship here. Did you hear me? <laughs> yeah, I heard you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> that pretty good. I know that I, I or I'm pretty sure that Robert Rodriguez didn't direct the episode with the shootout. That exact that exact shot of like the deputy flying back after being shot, you know, into the wall, flying backwards after getting shot four times or whatever. That felt so Robert Rodriguez. Like that exact shot just seemed like it should have been something right out of like Desperado. Well, you know, um, he, he could even have, if he could have, sh- yeah, that shot that section. Well, even yeah. if he didn't, I mean, the show has his vibe, right? Like 
the Bryce Dallas Howard episode feels like a Bryce Dallas Howard episode. Dave Filoni directed the Cad Bane one, uh, which makes some sense. He probably had some help uh, aesthetically. Yeah. I would Im- I would imagine too, like because I mean I know that the way are, there are certain Geld rules that as long as Filoni directed like what eighty percent of it, he gets like it's solo credit. But it, like, even if you have like a second eighty and doing like doing those shots, it would have still given well, the title it doesn't the, the, say i mean in here it doesn't say i guess i could go to imdb the cinematographer might be the same across mm. the episodes yeah. and that would create a more it also could consistent have been he might have just said i'm going to do the shootout it's going to be like a western but this exact shot in, in all of our other callbacks to other cinema this exact shot i'm doing a callback to a robert rodriguez style sure shootout the uh, episode that i felt definitely stood out on its own as just not even close to all the others was the first of the Mandalorian returns. And that was Bryce Howard. And she just did her own thing. <laughs> she was just like, this is a Mando episode. I'm shooting it like my Mando episodes. <laughs> but then also good. the other half is on Tatooine redoing the, the, uh, the ship fighter. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, would like to, end by talking about something that i wanted to talk about earlier before we got derailed how'd you like that ending song of the series there buddy <laughs> read the the redux of the uh, intro music with them yelling fet instead oh i yeah i i have i have thoroughly enjoyed i know that you didn't i know that you didn't like the theme song as much as i did uh, so i i want to i want to say i, I have thoroughly I, enjoyed the, the, the music this season i, I and I, I bought I bought the theme song when it came out. I bought the first four episodes soundtrack when it came out, and as soon as I find out about the second half, yeah, dropping, I will get that too. So, uh, cinematographer for most of the series, five of the seven episodes, is David Klein, and including uh, the Desert Stranger. So that that helps create consistency. Uh, I. I did not respect the song as much as I should have uh, because a lot of the music felt a little less. A lot of the Mando music sticks out in my head. I can picture it when I'm not thinking about it. This one just was more like am, uh, am, ambiance music, <laughs> you know, like, and that's fine. There's not everything has to be John Williams uh, scores for every instance of a TV show, but in terms of how memorable something becomes as that series built up that that intro music for Boba Fett really started to fit better i think in terms of like early on it felt too like too dramatic for the series that we were getting and as started things started to build up it was like oh yes i do like this for how how intense the moments are becoming <laughs> you know I liked it because it felt the specifically the the theme song felt very very western, like uh, it definitely felt like oh, yeah. something that you could get in a '60s western, and I I, I really liked that. I thought that that was, um, I mean, I, I like the Mandalorian music. Um, the, yeah, but the, the Mandalorian uh, music is definitely more Star Wars space. I agree. Uh, thematically engaged music where this was so separated from the music of the show where like 
there was never really like an orchestral version of the Boba Fett theme. But you know what there was, was in the middle of Book of Boba Fett, like redone string versions of the Mandalorian theme. It was like yeah. in there, you know. So well, that one, that one, that was cool. Oh my god, that was so good. The the like cello version, yeah, yeah. that was, that was good. yeah. So like that to me is how Star Wars music was originally designed by Williams. He he loved to reintroduce, you know, like Leia's theme has been reused a bunch of times with a bunch of different instruments, and that Mando music has been kind of similar to that, and that's why that. B- boba introduction never really stuck with me until very close to the end of this where it's like episode six and seven give me that give me that <laughs> i'm ready for it <laughs> and then the and then to end the show on like so my plan this entire time has been to shout fet boba fet boba boba fet but i didn't want to ruin it until this very last moment <laughs> it was very good yeah very good i i went from very lukewarm on the ideas behind the show i enjoyed watching it one through four and was like left wondering what we were going to get and then by five through seven it was like this is really the slowest burn star wars i think i've ever seen and i really appreciated it and where did you guys end on this ken you go ahead i want to sugarcoat everything at the end that's it's fine. <laughs> I mean, I I was definitely very happy. I was I was surprised with how how deep they like we hit with other because to the other characters that we got, and I liked the way we we ended with Boba kind of being that the the protectorate of Mos Espa. Is that so many different Moses now? I'm like Espa my brain is where he Mos. is. It, it's Mos Espa. Okay. Yeah. Um. And so it's like I like the all the different locations and and all the we didn't and we didn't even talk about too about um, Pelly showing up and like oh, I've got the kid with me and like Grogu oh, that's that. a terrible name I'm not calling you that <laughs> I I I literally had to pause it and be like that's gross when she spit out her tooth I was oh, like, god. I was like yeah. oh god oh man there's so much yeah get, get me high get me high me beautiful uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> nice there's tails. So yeah, and oh, and then also too, like because those two actors have a history, you know. In oh yeah, and, seeing their dynamic yeah. in the middle of a gunfight was great. Of like, she's never really. I mean, they had that gunfight in the hangar, but like she was never a part of it. And now she's like running around and like trying to manage Grogu and like and stay out of the. Uh, way. Yeah, it was great. It was fun. I can't wait for the the black series figure of her with a pit droid, so I can have an, uh, another pit droid. <laughs> she better be missing a tooth. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's an alternate head. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know. I I enjoyed it overall. Overall, like nothing but like sweetness. I mean, there's there's little things like I love that they brought in those uh, not scorpionok. There's another term for them, but those those two droids that with the shields and stuff. And they also like they paid attention. Like they they drew on that Clone War stuff of like there's a going back to I believe it's when they actually introduce um. Oh my God! He's Guerrera. from Rogue One. Guerrero saw, yeah. And so they talk. The there's that moment in there where they're showing like these shields are based off the amount of kinetic, kinetic energy and force that you're trying to push through on them. And so, so Black like, Santin like, tries to push through it. Yeah, he like just because, he, but he's got like he's also got that metal in his hands, and he's like there's things like and he's pushing a lot of force where it's like if you just try and roll in a, a thermal detonator, boom, they can get through because it's just x amount of mass versus force, and boom. 
And then I love that I'm like, if they just try and go through, if they try to, they could just walk into it if they use the right amount of like speed. And Abby's like, really? Like they can just do like, yeah, like, but uh, in my head too, I'm like, well, it is Beskar. So maybe it has a different thing. And then Mando at one point when there's enough force on the front side, he's just like, <laughs> zap, 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 zap. <laughs> it's awesome. And then, and that he's getting more adept with the saber too. And all the knowledge we've learned from that of like, Sabine's like, oh, it's getting lighter. And then all the, in the early on, he's like, oh, it's getting heavier. Like that shows kind of, it pulls back to the idea of like, oh, non-force wielders using a, a lightsaber has an effect on the, the physics of it. It's weird and it's mystical and fun. I don't know. I, I, I so happy with the whole series. I, yeah, I'm very happy with it. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to Kenobi. I, I, part of me is like, uh, as much as I want Kenobi, I do want to get farther ahead. Like, I want to go, okay, well, what about Ahsoka? What it's about cool. Mando? It's cool that Kenobi's six episodes and done. Like, we know what we're going to get is a miniseries. And, okay, you don't think they're going to be done? Your I, face. I think that there's enough stories there, especially because we're not... We've never... If a kid, You can probably correct me here. I don't think we've ever gotten the story of how Kenobi met um, Satine Kreese. Not like we've gotten hints of it, yeah, we've gotten hints of it, and that's that's where he Kenobi was almost ready to leave the Jedi Order for Satine. I don't like think they, they're going you, back that far in time. I think they're literally just going straight to Tatooine and telling a story. I mean, but that's just it. Like if we, if it does, if it if the vibe hits, and they're like, well, Filoni wants to tell that story. They can do a, uh, uh, they can do. They're gonna have. They they said that they're gonna have what's his fate, um, Vader and him, which that to me doesn't make sense. Like you have to be do that with flashbacks because otherwise, when it's like, oh yeah, you know, I went that one time I ran into Obi Wan. Like no, like you don't just run into Obi Wan and then like, oh, it's, it, he's out there somewhere. It's fine. I'll I'll catch him later. Like there has to be a gap. It's it to me it doesn't make sense that at some point he runs into Vader while he should be watching Luke, and then Vader's like, oh, I'll catch you later sometime down the line. Like it's like it should be flashbacks and just like, oh, you know, this is this or or feeling him out in the Force. Like, because Vader knows he didn't kill him, but he also knows that he's in hiding. Like, they've they've got Inquisitors scrubbing the galaxy trying to find Jedi. Either well, he eventually them kill them. He's gonna have to cut himself off like Seer did, in order to hide. And right. Yeah, so the end of that yeah. miniseries is gonna be him realizing he has to cut himself off from the Force. The end is just him running into Luke on the planet, and we have stories of him on Tatooine protecting the the Skywalkers, or I don't know. Lars protecting the Lars family, so he's he does different things. He runs into he's he's the one who gives Black Crescenton the scar on his face. So like there are stories of him on that planet just doing stuff. So I'm like, I want to see the stories we don't have yet. Given they can just retell those stories and just do it like now with a live action flourish. But I, I that's why I'm like I'm I'm I'd be good with a couple seasons of Obi Wan telling us stories of him and Quagon running around becoming Jedi and kicking ass and oh yeah this is the one time that me and Quinlan Voss were on a mission together and that this is why I learned to stay on this side of the force and he's over here like all these stories we, we have no, like old novels of this the time period a bit so it's like I'd be happy to have that give us a new young uh, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi and give voiceover from or maybe show him communing with Qui-Gon Jinn and being like ah oh, you know you forgot that your teachings on this planet it's like you're right master and they Go, give me like just the same way I want like the Calrissian Chronicles 
of just old Billy D. Williams telling stories, and then they they flash back, and it's it's uh, Donald, Donald Glover. Like I I, Man, I, I love that show too. <clears throat> the Young Indiana Jones was a great was a series that I was thought was such a great idea. I haven't watched it in years, but it's also like it just because the last episode of that spoilers is Harrison Ford being like sitting back and be like that's the story, blah 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 blah. I'm like that's fun. I love that. It's that's fun storytelling to me. But I'm not Kit. I don't have my finger on the pole. Yeah, I was gonna say you can always hope, but Kit's reaction is not looking good for you. <laughs> well, that, that I'm, depends. I'm as pretty sure that is. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure that Obi Wan is not gonna. Uh, be aimed at me in the same way that the that this last series is um, right, well, i am i am not expecting that uh i uh obviously i loved uh book of boba fett i i had a you're wearing a seven, rancor keeper shirt i know uh starring danny trejo who i specifically said in an earlier episode that that was what i was hoping that we would get a danny trejo in star wars moment uh uh also by the way i will just mention that i as far as i know he has not been named. He definitely has not been named in the series. They haven't told you what Danny Trejo's name is, character's name is in the series. Uh, he may be named on Wikipedia. I haven't checked. What about um, Fit Pisto? No, no, no. <laughs> uh, so the original, the old Rancor Keeper, the one from Jabba's Palace, his yep. name was Malakili. Yep. So I, until I am told otherwise, uh, this is Machete Keeley. <laughs> It's ma che t. <laughs> yeah, uh, I I love this show. Um, the, I, it's not like I don't have moments where uh, I don't where uh, I thought that they could have done be, been, been done better. Um, oh uh, yeah, sure. The, the, uh, the mods on their scooters chasing uh, that that chase. You know, I I know it was supposed to be done for laughs, but I I just felt like technically it wasn't. It wasn't executed all that well. There, there's lots of moments like that. The part in in the very last episode when uh, Fennec shows up to save the mods when they're when they're pinned down and she shows up and saves them, and then she hops down and her bike is literally three feet from where the mods are being shot at, and I'm like, you guys didn't see her like pull over and park that right there and then climb up the wall, like. <laughs> there's parts in this show where I'm like, this is this is not perfectly executed, but I loved this show. I I it to me to me it and I know that lots of people felt differently. To me, the transition from the first four episodes into the two Mando centric episodes and then into the into the finale, it just felt right and it felt it felt it 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 flowed just right for me. It it, it I didn't ever feel like it was disjointed. Uh, and I felt like those last three episodes were so terrific and such great, this whole series and was such great star Wars. And I'm so happy where we are right now with the television and we've got a rogue squadron movie coming in the somewhat near future. I'm still not entirely sure when that is now because stuff got pushed back, but we got a rogue squadron movie coming, uh, that I'm excited for. We've got, Another season of Mandalorian that I have loved all of so far. I've loved Book of Boba Fett. I am looking forward to the Obi Wan thing. Although I will say that, like, I, I know that, that that this series isn't going to. I'm I'm not going to be disappointed when this series is not aimed squarely at me like Book of Boba Fett was. I don't expect it to be. Um, I am I am less excited. I, like Ken, I'm more excited to find out what's happening in Mando season three 
in the fall than I am for the Kenobi stuff. I will still watch the Kenobi stuff, and I'm sure I will enjoy the Kenobi stuff. But but I, Ahsoka and um, Mandalorian season three. That's that's what I'm most looking forward to. And I and I feel like with Favreau and Filoni and all of the other people like Robert Rodriguez and and um, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard and uh, all, all of the great directors that they have brought in to work on this, I feel like we we are in a really good place for Star Wars right now. And I'm very optimistic and I'm very happy with the state of Star Wars in general and specifically this show. And even though, even though, like I said, I'm, I'm mostly focused on that era, I'm still going to watch and enjoy uh, the, the Bad Batch when it comes out. And uh, I'm still going to watch and enjoy the Kenobi when it comes out. And I just, I feel, I feel like we're in a second golden age for Star Wars and I'm very happy with the state of things. You've encompassed my entire thoughts about how I felt when I realized it was like we were watching a new version of Shadows. This may not be the best thing I've ever seen. A lot of it feels like it was acted on as a, as a stage play, not on a stage because of the environments being small. But the way that it was filmed in many instances, like when you're talking about Fennec having her bike there, it was because it felt like it was all on a stage that I was looking at. There was only so much room for Fennec's bike to be somewhere, and she had to ride it across <laughs> the stage for all the audience to see. So it had to be, you know, like on the third of the stage where the characters <laughs> couldn't see it. You know what I mean? Like that aesthetic of it being kind of like a weird farce on a stage, maybe probably rubbed a lot of people wrong. But like when you got to the end, and even though I don't feel like I know Boba Fett any better or care about what he's going to do in his retirement on Tatooine or any of that type. I still felt like I had read shadows of the empire for the first time. It was like the universe now is alive with other things and characters and they're all interacting with each other instead of being new versions of themselves. Like the, the new, new movies were creating new versions of the old movies and, they were, yeah, they were in the same universe, but they weren't interacting. And the Mandalorian even didn't really interact with anything yet until the very last second of season two. And they're like, hey, by the way, that Luke Skywalker guy's alive in this universe. And now all the toys are coming together in the same place <laughs> in the book of Boba Fett. And, uh, and I think this is, uh, you, you hit the nail on the head. Where it's like that moment of the gloves have come off, man. Favreau and Filoni can use all the tools in the toolbox. And we're getting, I mean, like Deborah Chow, who worked on many episodes of The Mandalorian, is now doing doing Kenobi. And like we're getting, we're we're it's like it's like uh it's like in football when they talk about coaching trees, right? Like. You start with Bill Parcells, and then, uh, like he had his his assistant coaches, and then they all became they all became coaches, and then like their assistant coaches became coaches and stuff. It's like that's what's happening right now. They they are finding all of this great talent, and they're they're bringing these people into into uh, the universe, and then those those people are going off and working on their projects, and <laughs> it's it, I I think it's great. I, think I get I get exactly what you're saying. Uh, it's funny to me that Ken uh, left the call when you mentioned Bill Parcells. I guess he's not a 
football yeah. fan. No, you, you you brought sports into my my Star Wars talk, and I'm like, you sons of guns! Like, <laughs> like I had to accept pod racing. Essentially, I had to, I had to accept NASCAR. And now you're going to start bringing sports, uh, other sports ball wait, stuff into wait it. Until, wait until wait until Mando season three when they have to uh, race the Naboo Starfighter to win a tournament so that he can, uh, you know what I mean? Some Trandoshan uh, awesome. Spice Kessel run or something. Yeah. Unless it's the Washington Sentinels, I don't want to hear about sports. Okay, like that's the only NFL team I care about. Like that's yeah. what about what about the Cleveland uh, Guardians who. I am I am hoping so badly that they get that hat that Ruffalo had that had uh, Rocket Raccoon on on the front of it. I hope that that is the new Cleveland hat is just a hat that they're the Cleveland Guardians and it's just a picture of Rocket Raccoon on their hat. It would That's be legit. It, yeah. But they would they call them the Washington Commandos. That's ridiculous. It just this, the name Commanders. and the branding Commanders. But yeah. Commanders. Sorry, I, I, yes. Yeah, I don't care about yeah, that. The best the best part of that is that they're just going to be called the Commies. <laughs> Oh, okay. So the, the funniest, the funniest suggestion for their new team name that I heard, the funniest suggestion for their new team name that I heard was like two years ago when uh, somebody. So instead of the picture of the Native American on the side of the helmet, they took that picture off and they put a picture of a side profile of the owner and put that on the side of the helmet. And they're like, we should just call them the Washington Jackasses. By the way, if in, for those not catching my reference, the Washington Sentinels was the Keanu Reeves movie where he and a bunch of replacement players take over. It's called the, the, the replacements. Game, so. Yes, that's the reference I was making because that's that's I. If they would have named them the Sentinels and used that branding, I, they could have gotten me to care about the the sport, but they didn't. Right, but I'm just saying they named the Cleveland baseball team the Guardians, and yeah. I, I'm I'm just saying if instead of if if they went with that hat, like I feel like you could get behind that. If the, if if they did, but they're not gonna. They're not that good. They're still being sports ball people, and I don't care. You can't uh, you can't use the cred from Shane Falco. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, it, exactly. They, well, not they, they in the real have. world. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, if we're talking about football, we must be done talking about Star Wars. So <sighs> I didn't want I don't... to, but someone brought it in my. In my... I know uh, we don't start till May for the next one's uh, show, probably. So we'll have to think it's up a be topic. A rough two months. I know. It's a good thing I mean, that I have two seasons of The Mandalorian and one season of Book of Boba Fett to go back and watch over and you shouldn't over. Have, you and shouldn't have watched Prodigy so again. fast. You shouldn't have watched Prodigy so fast. That's why I kept I it until now. I mean, you know, I have I have really been looking forward to that show though. I didn't watch. I didn't stay up until midnight to watch it, but like. I would I would always look forward to it on Wednesdays and Wednesday at lunch I'd try and watch it or uh you know Wednesday night I'd watch it and I I always look forward to that but then the next day I also really look forward to watching Prodigy so I don't know what I'm going to do with all my free time now cuz there's like there's not as many shows coming out every Rita. single day that that uh I've been used to for the last like 2 months read a high republic book I guess I don't know I I I don't know. I, I I just I can't bring myself to like I used to read I like I used to read like two books a month. Uh, I like so I was in it's kids. I man. What that That's program. what it is. Yeah, I know. But before my daughter was born, uh, uh, I had that that like, Facebook. <laughs> I can I don't care about Hawkeye. Stop trying to make me care about Hawkeye. I don't care about the character Hawkeye. Anyway, uh, I used to I used to read Goodreads. I used to track my books in Goodreads. And which is like social media for reading. And and I, I literally used to read two books a month for years. 
and then like my daughter's born and I don't know if I've read two books in the last I read two books a, a year total. Yeah. 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 And, that, and yeah, it's like I'm exhausted get, by reading cuz I read <laughs> to the kids I all the time. Asleep. Yeah. I I I have trouble I so I I read to go to sleep anyway, but now I'm so tired all the time and like when the kids finally are asleep at like nine or nine thirty, if I start reading, I'm just going to fall asleep in five minutes on the couch anyway. So like, I, oh, can't, absolutely. I can't get through anything. I, I don't though. Cause I have so many other shows. Like I'm never <laughs> going to get to Hawkeye. I'm never going to finish Loki. Yeah. I'm not going to watch right. WandaVision. I, I, I would like to watch, uh, Eternals. I like Shang-Chi. Uh, I might get to Black Widow at some point. Oh, you still haven't watched Black Widow? No. Oh, I, I'm, not, I'm wow. not avoiding that one, but. Like I just haven't gotten around to it. Maybe, maybe uh, while I'm waiting for Kenobi, I'll I'll have a two hour. Yeah, we have we have some Marvel to that. catch up on. We have we have Shang Chi and Eternals at least. I just I watched Shang Chi this weekend. I we was do, I was glad I watched Shang Chi. We got to do all those spider spider people movies as well. Oh yeah, I am. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to the end of this month when. And you know, if you happen uh, to watch, watch those Venom Spider-Man films, movie. you might enjoy them. <laughs> you mean like I said in our group chat. You're, the the fact that you said that they were fun is as acceptable. You didn't say that they were good. I didn't, I didn't understand. I didn't pay any money to watch the first Venom movie. I haven't watched the second one. Uh, but it was on I think FX and yeah. one night, and so I watched it and I had a good time. If you enjoyed the first one, you'll enjoy the second one. Okay. There is a grip of There's lines fun to be had that I laughed out loud at, and I have really enjoyed the two. The, the animated Spider-Man and the two, the Spider-Man Homecoming and Spider-Man Far From Home. I have really enjoyed those movies. So, like, I am really looking forward. I have not watched whatever the new one is. I can't remember, remember what the new uh, title no is. No Way yeah. Home. No Way Home yet. But uh, as soon as that sucker drops on where Paramount I can download Plus. it from my house, I'm, I'm going to... Is it coming out on Paramount Plus first? I don't know. It's a Sony jam, so I'm not sure technically where it belongs. Um, yeah. but it d- doesn't necessarily pop up on Disney Plus because it is a Sony product. Yeah, in probably. association I, with Marvel. As, as soon as as soon as I can buy that digitally, I will <clears throat> I will buy it and watch it happily. Follow us on all the social medias. At we were gamers. We were gamers. Yeah. Uh, go to There's YouTube. Like a Godzilla TV show coming out. Yeah, that's true. In that MonsterVerse. So I don't have Godzilla. any idea when it's coming out, but yeah, oh. they're doing a MonsterVerse show in that same universe with Godzilla, but. I have worries about that, but uh, we were gamers you on YouTube. You weren't going to bring up. You weren't going to bring up Peacemaker, were you? Or whatever no. it is, Peacekeeper. No. Okay, Peacemaker. Peace. We could talk about Suicide Squad next time. I don't. I have thoughts, but yeah. I don't have time today. I. That's another show where I'm like, I kind of want to watch it, but I, just I don't. He killed. I'm not avoiding it. Spoilers. But. He killed Rick Flag. I'm. I'm not into it. Until then, uh, we were gamers. All one word on YouTube. Go watch there. I make a lot of fun stuff on the videos for people to look at. Uh, thanks to Kits and Ken's long-term badgering that I should add stuff on those. those. So I did.